reckless abandon stands out to me in today's gospel that as Simon and Andrew are called and as James and John are called by Jesus to follow him, they immediately leave behind what they're doing. As Mark shows it, there doesn't seem to be much of a thought into it. He calls them, they leave, they follow him. Why did they follow him? Why did they leave so soon? Was the fishing business that bad? When I um, visited to the Holy Land, Several years back, about six years back now, I had this romantic idea of what the fishermen were like. The Sea of Galilee is not really a sea, it's a lake. So they weren't catching crabs or lobster or some glorious romantic fishing. And after I had what the locals called St. Peter's Fish. The comment that I made to one of the men that I was traveling with was that I had tasted better fish out of the Platte River. It was that bad. It was muddy. It didn't taste good. But I don't think the reason they left Jesus with this reckless abandonment was because the fishing business was bad. There's something more behind it here. The message that Jesus gives them, the kingdom of God is at hand, repent and believe in the gospel. I believe that their reckless abandonment has to do with the person who called them. It has to do with the life that they had before and the prospect of a life that is full of fulfillment in love. reason I know this, I don't know it from the text. The text doesn't tell us why they leave so immediately. But I know personally, right, when I have encountered Jesus Christ and he's asked something of me, that there's a grace that he gives of reckless abandon. For myself, I think the first time I encountered that in a real way was the day that I was sitting in a chapel in adoration and the Lord called me to the priesthood. And he hadn't just called me that one time. I had been in prayer before and it had come up in my mind and I quickly distracted myself with something else for about two years to run away. But in this particular instance, there was a grace in which the Lord invited me to consider 
the priesthood. And I remember the words that I said in prayer before that moment. I remember them distinctly. It was, Lord, everything I've done without you, I've failed. And it was right there that the grace was given to say yes. So for Simon and Andrew, for James and John, this first part of repentance, I believe, had already been done. Because it's only with the repentance that our hearts are opened to be able to receive that grace of reckless abandonment to Jesus. I think the place in the gospel that we see this grace most clearly of a reckless abandonment to the Father is Jesus in his passion for us. I think it illustrates well where this grace comes from. It's the Holy Spirit itself. It's a love that is shared so immensely and intensely between the Father and the Son that Jesus, while he's in the garden at Gethsemane, says, Lord, not my will, but yours. That he offers himself freely on the cross for us. We know that the Holy Spirit is that love shared between the Father and the Son that's so great that it's a third person in the Holy Spirit. And that's what he's asking them to believe in. When he says repent and believe in the gospel, the heart of the gospel message is that, right? That God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. That's the heart of the message. And so Simon and Andrew, James and John, and I pray us today, receive that invitation with love. Receive that grace to turn in repentance and then turn with reckless abandon to do whatever it is that God's asking us. So Lord God, we ask you today, what is it that you're calling us to? What is in our lives that we need to do? Where is it that you're calling me to trust in you? I ask the grace that I may follow you with reckless abandon. Amen.